Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. This is the King James Radio Network, your radio home for North Brunswick Raiders sports. Timothy Christian Tigers basketball. Restoration Place the ladies of our turf football, and the Jersey Basketball Association. This week at Restoration Place. Sometimes, uh, as new believers, the Spirit of God will use you if you will make yourself available. Then, But then sometimes things will happen that you really don't understand. You know, you really don't know what's going on with you. How do we stay in the Spirit and not begin to manifest the things of the flesh? Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645 and the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. Here is the pastor of Restoration Christian Ministries, John Bazemore Jr. I'm seeing some things happen, you know, across uh, social media, uh, particularly, and with um, some people that supposedly. Um, have a have a pretty good name about what they do, but uh, there there are some things that we really need to kind of iron out. And I want to, you know, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do that today, because I really don't want us to be confused about spiritual gifts and what is happening. I mean, they are real, and we should desire spiritual gifts. That's from the Word of God. I will never ever attempt to deny that. But uh, as good as spiritual gifts can be, they can also be dangerous. So there is a danger attached to spiritual gifts as it is the greatness. So we got to be able to discern exactly uh, when the Spirit of God is moving, when He is not, and how He moves, and why He moves. 
So this, none of this is really about us. This is about the kingdom of God and his Christ and what he's looking to do in these last times. So we are looking to be a part of that. And for that, we, we, are, we have to make sure that we make our vessels available so that he can use us to exercise the things that he's doing. I was telling Darlene this morning, and I won't get into the detail of why I said it, but I'm, I'm seeing uh, we, we are getting to the place now where we have to make choices. Our children, our grandchildren, they're going to have to make choices. But a lot of those choices that they make is going to be because of the things that they see in us. So we, we really have a, a huge responsibility on ourselves to make sure that we're carrying ourselves in such a way that even though they may not get it right now, uh, we have to be sure that we are praying, continually interceding, believing God, praying in the Spirit. I mean, we have to do these things continually because the enemy is after your children and they're after your grandchildren. And we have to be aware of this. But now concerning spiritual gifts, um, I want to talk about this. I'm going to go right from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where Paul is addressing um, a lot of Gentile believers. And um, there's some things that he need, uh, he need to he need to address with them because there's some understanding that they didn't have. And I want to kind of use that same parallel today to address this to you. Because there are some things that you may not understand about spiritual gifts. Uh, I know you understand what they are. But there may be some things that you may not understand as far as the workings. How the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, how they work to make these things come to pass. So let's pray, and then we're going to get right into the Word of the Lord. Father, we thank you today. For your presence, for the presence of your Holy Spirit, your minister and angels who guard and protect your word. We thank you, Father, because you have given us the assignment to be here today to minister the truth and nothing but the truth. I speak, Father, according to your spirit, the things that he gives me to say, and I pray that you will anoint me to speak the things that you would have me to speak and to remove anything that would hinder your word from going forth. Voluntarily, I decrease that your word may increase that your word will come forth in power under the anointing. And I believe that people will be saved, healed, delivered, and set free from every yoke and every bondage. And I thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wanted I want to just get right into this today and ask my wife to record some of this because I had uh, I had a couple of people from Facebook to ask me if I if I was going to record this. Because they could not be here, people that's not even a part of the ministry. But uh, I, I just sensed, and it's, it's interesting, you know, sometimes I get um, just, um, you know, feedback instantly as far as a comment. Then sometimes I get inboxes as far as um, what uh, the Spirit of God has given me to do. But I, 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 generally, I generally have a sense about things because the Spirit of God uses me in the area of discernment. And... When you're used in this manner, you, you can sense things changing or things happening around you. Doesn't mean that you're discerning evil spirits or you're, you know, or you're discerning what's going on in somebody's life, though those things could be happening, but that's more word of knowledge than discernment. But um, discernment basically means you have, you have an awareness of what's going on in the realm of the spirit. And that's what discerning of spirits mean. There's an awareness of what's going on around you in the realm of the spirit. But now Paul was addressing uh, believers, Gentile believers who had just come to Christ and they didn't fully have an understanding of some of the things that were happening to them. You know, sometimes uh, as new believers, 
the Spirit of God will use you if you will make yourself available. Then, but then sometimes things will happen that you really don't understand. You know, you really don't know what's going on with you. Uh, you know, just like um, happened with the uh, Corinthian believers, and it caused them to start manifesting things that were of the fleshly nature and not of the spirit. So, how do we how do we stay in the spirit and not begin to manifest the things of the flesh? And why is there so much controversy and confusion? Uh, surrounding gifts. I mean, I, I remember uh, years ago when I first went into the ministry, and you know, and I want to say this, and I, I really want to say it the right way because I never want to come off in the podium as thrown off on someone because I don't do that. But for your understanding, there are certain things I need to say, but I'm not going to call names. But I'm going to tell you something about, first of all, before we even get into spiritual gifts. Everything that has to do, and I was sharing this with one of my Jewish friends, Seth. Uh, we, we went to the fireworks. Y'all might have seen the little thing I put out on Facebook. We went to, to see the fireworks on Tuesday. And every time that I get together with him, because he keeps telling me, Well, John, I'm waiting for that visit from Jesus. I didn't get it yet. yet he says it jokingly. I don't, I don't be joking at all when I say that to him. But uh, we were talking about things that were spiritual. Well, I was talking about things that were spiritual. And he was more talking about things that were natural that could be related to spiritual. And I was telling him how everything from Genesis to Revelation in the Word of God deals with relationships. I don't care uh, what you try to make of the Word of God. You're not going to have too much knowledge and understanding of the Word of God unless you have a relationship with Him. There, there are times that people that are very knowledgeable and uh, very keen on things... They, you know, particular people that I grew up with and some people that I was raised with, uh, they have a very good understanding, uh, knowledge-wise, about how to interpret separate, you know, certain things and how to look at certain things and, and really understand it even a level above others that are not dependent on the Spirit of God. So someone asked me, well, how could it be that a person that was a man of God you know, who exercise supposedly spiritual gifts, just completely turn away and become a, a an apostate. I mean, they just completely turn away from God. So, with me, Nikki, I, I kind of relate everything to relationships in the natural as in the spiritual. Because everything that we experience here on this earth is sort of tied to this a ram of the spirit that we don't see. So now, if a person is continually challenged with their relationship in the flesh, I will assure you there is a reason for that, and that will in turn, Pat, it's going to translate over to their spiritual relationship. Because here's the thing, normally when a person has trouble in their relationship with one-on-one -on -one with a person, it's because they haven't fully bought into that person. They're not fully convinced that that person that they have trade is the person that they should give their all to. So it's sort of like how you women shop. Now I'm going to say you women because there is a, di a distinction. Now men, when we shop, now Corbett, Trey, you guys, you can be my witness to this. We have in our mind what we want. We don't care about how much it costs or if Walmart has it cheaper. If we're in that store and if it's what we want, we're going to buy it. We don't care what you say about, well, you could have gotten it cheap. We don't care about all of that. We're not spending two hours 
you know, going to ShopRite, Walmart, talk. we're not doing that. We just don't do that. Now, y'all do that stuff. And y'all laughing because you know it's true. We we don't do that. When we see what we want, we, we just go and we get it. Right, Corbett? Corbett said, you got it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you the way it is. Now, now I know there's a difference because I happen to be married to a woman. So, I, I have been shopping with her. And it's amazing, she gets upset with me because, i give you an example, we go to Burlington, and I know exactly what I'm looking for. So when I see it, Pat, I buy it. I don't care. You know, I'm not buying, buying this like this and doing this, like seeing if I miss something. I, no, I don't do that. And see, that, that's how a lot, of, a lot of people that serve God are. They, they, they have the, the Word of God in their hands, but it's like, well, I know I got this, but I might have missed something over here. And, and, and this is how we do. We, we cannot even enjoy what we have in our hands because we're so busy thinking we might miss something. And this is why people really don't develop their relationship the way they should. Now, I have been, said, I'm going to tell you what some preachers have said to me. They've actually said to me, they said, why are you all up in uh, Donnie's face all of the time? Man, every time I see you, you're like all up in her face. They didn't say face, but they just said, why are you all up in her face all of the time? You know, why are you always up under her? I mean, you know, she turns around and you're like right there, like grinning, like you're so happy. And I'm looking at them like, what I don't understand is why are you not in your wife's face like that all of the time? Why is it that you can't understand that what you have in your hand, you'll never really know what you have until you spend time with it. You've got to spend time and enjoy and appreciate that thing that you have in your hands. So now, I'm never amazed when people fall away because they never really develop that relationship. Somebody said to me, well, Trey said, he said, you know, this person was bringing up to me how this person used to be a preacher of the gospel, but now they're falling away and now they're sort of like anti-gospel. Well, how could that be? It's not it's not hard really to understand. I mean, you think about it. If, if, I, if I'm looking at somebody, if I'm trying to kick it to Cheryl, but yet I'm trying to kick it to Cheryl, but I'm looking at Darlene, you know, and you know, I have an interest in her, but you know, she's kind of cheap too. Or I'm looking, I look at Darlene and say, well, you know, Nikki ain't bad either. So I can't make up my mind. <laughs> Trey is grabbing his wife. I, I can't make up my mind. You know, because my eyes are wandering all over the place, and this is how we are with the gospel. We have the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in our hands, but we have never really committed to it. Now, this person said, well, they, they said how they preached the gospel for so many years, and I said, yeah, but really look at their lives. Were they ever really committed? Because when I think about the person you were talking about, they were never fully committed. They were they, even even when they were preaching, they were always preaching. Uh, there are no tongues now. Tongues went out with the Old Testament. There are no spiritual gifts now. Gifts went out with the Old Testament. So they were always finding things wrong with what they believed. So they were always looking for something else. And listen, when you're looking for something else, the enemy will show it to you. I wanted to say that before I talked about spiritual gifts because I think it's going to help to alleviate some of the controversy. Now, why is there so much controversy and confusion surrounding gifts? Let me give you the main, the main reason. And I wrote it down. 
Spiritual gifts is the manifestation of power to the church that directly impacts Satan's kingdom. So now I want you to think about this. If me standing here preaching the word, he is not really intimidated by that because you can go on the internet, on TV, you get the word. As a matter of fact, we get so much word that I think we got to a place now where people just take the word of God for granted. We, we, oh yeah, I heard that before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't even listen now. Not even realizing that at that moment, you know, the one who really brings the word to our hearts and our minds may have something he wants to say to you. But because we already know a scripture, we won't, we'll tune them right out. So now, there's a lot of controversy because it directly impacts Satan's kingdom. And anything that impacts his kingdom will get his attention. Secondly, it's the easiest entryway, entryway of pride that would diminish the power. Now let me tell you something. Spiritual gifts is a showing of power that the Holy Spirit has for the body of Christ. So now, it's not just preaching, but now it's the signs and wonders that follow the word that lets people know that we are different, there's something different about us. I am never satisfied, Cheryl, to preach the gospel, and then day after day, week after week, month after month, I never see a change in your life. There's never a praise report. There's never anything that you know you couldn't do that if God didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. It, it never happens. I would never be satisfied because the Bible says that we should not follow signs and wonders. Right? We shouldn't go to Orlando because Benny, oh, he's in Dallas now. Go to Dallas because Benny Hinn is there. So maybe I can get my healing. You can get your healing in your house. You don't need to go to Dallas. You just need to believe that by the blood of Jesus and the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. But see, this is what the enemy does. He makes us focus on people instead of on the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what happens. And I'm not saying this about Vinny Hinn. But many times, you know, um, evangelists or apostles or prophets that are, you know, operating in the gifts of healing and deliverance, they start thinking that everything is about them. And that's when pride sets in. The moment that pride sets in, Corbett, it diminishes the power that the Holy Spirit wants to use. Because now people are focusing on you, and they're not focusing on the Spirit of God, who is the one that's behind all of the healing. We, we've got to understand something. We've got to anticipate and we've got to expect signs and wonders and healing and deliverance. You should expect that. Yeah, amen. You should come into the service knowing, so, what did all robbers used to say? Something good is going to happen to you today. We've got to come into church with that type of attitude. Now, let me tell you what happens sometimes. I, I heard... Now I better not say that because they're going to know if they, if they happen to hear this they're going to know I'm talking about them so thank you Sabrina God because I almost just messed up but help me Holy Ghost how can I phrase this okay sometimes we say we're in a relationship but we don't spend time with the person now I don't know about you Trey because you and Nikki are just mad cool together so y'all are different than every other couple on the, on the earth but yeah no it's not <laughs> But, but now, but seriously, I don't care who you are, the less time you spend with that person, the more that relationship begins to diminish. Because you, you, some, of the, some of the things that you do together, 
You know that you, you know that other people don't even pay attention to. It's special for you. Now, me and Darlene going to the laundromat yesterday because our dryer is broken. You know, now, some people go, what's the big deal about? Well, the big deal is I was there with her. So, to me, Corbin, it was kind of cool, man. I'm standing there in the dryer, and we, got, we get the clothes out, and I got clothes there, and I got the white clothes, and she got the dark clothes. And I mean, I'm into it, Nikki. I'm just grinning. And if someone that knew me was there, they would thought I completely lost my mind. How could anybody get that excited over folding white clothes? Had nothing to do with the clothes. It's the company that was there with me. And that's what you need to understand. It has nothing to do with the fact that I, you know, I was healed and delivered, but it's who healed and delivered me. It's the relationship that I have with this person. I have, I don't understand a trade sad Christians. I, I I don't I don't I can't relate to that term. And I see Christians, they're so sad. They're so sad. I mean it's like they have no power. You know, I just want to say plug in. Plug in. You it's okay, just plug it in. You need some power. Plug in, but they're so sad. That, that, that you look at their faces, I mean, and, you know, they're young, but their faces just drooping now like they're, like they're 90 years old. I mean, they're so sad. And, and then when you hear them talk, it's just, you know, it's like an organ recital. It's my liver, it's my tongue, it's my back. I mean, it's just, it's all about the things that they're going through. You know, I heard someone say one time, you know, the devil's been on my track all day long. Bless his holy name. What <laughs> did you just say? Bless his holy name. I heard this in church. So I'm saying, when you don't really understand the type of relationship that you're in, you will say and do the craziest thing. So I'm never surprised by what pride does when a person starts thinking everything is about them. I'm constantly, I'm constantly in prayer because, I, you know, I, I was kind of fortunate, Grandma, because I was raised in a home where I had a brilliant mother and father. Not only just brilliant in the natural, but they were very brilliant spiritually. Great administrators, I mean, just knew the word of the Lord, but then had the life to back it up. So, even, I remember the first time I gave my, my first trial sermon, I'll never forget it. Um, it was, I don't even remember the year, it was probably 19, I want to say 1975. Are you ready to meet the challenge? And Trey, man, I thought I was preaching. And I mean, man, I had my notes together and I was, I had my right leg back like this. I did. And I, and I was just, you know, and I was talking about David and how he faced Goliath. You see how I'm sounding there? And how he faced Goliath. And, you know, and though he had one stone, yeah, I was doing all of that. But you know what I realized? That's not me. That's because everybody was getting excited, but none of them remember what I was talking about. They said, oh, man, you you know, you really got, now check this out, Nikki. They said, you really got a nice voice. That's the last thing I want to hear after I preach, that you got a nice voice. That is the, I mean, you talking about insult, Pat, that is the last thing that I wanted to, not I really enjoyed the word. You got a nice voice. You know, you just want to slap your own self on, upside the head. But now, Here's a barometer for how you can know that the gifts of the Spirit are being used the right way. Now, the, we, we talk about faith, and faith is necessary because faith is how we get saved. Am I right? Amen. We got to believe that's faith, 
in order to be saved, but now also we've got to have some balance there because we can't walk around, <laughs> you know, faith everything. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. You know, you got to believe like Dolly said, you got to do. But also, faith works by what? Love. The Bible says faith works by love. So now, the way that you keep your faith balance is making sure that your love for the Lord is the way that it should be because it keeps you in a place where you're not going to be believing for the wrong things because you have a love relationship with this person. Listen, when you love somebody, now I love Dolly. Everybody knows that, that want to know. I love Dolly. You know, I have complete confidence in her, but there are certain, even though I believe in her, there are certain things that my love won't allow my faith to do. It just won't allow it to happen because my love keeps my faith in balance. Now, just like love keeps faith in balance, the fruit of the Spirit keeps the gifts of the Spirit in balance. Let me give you an example. Cheryl, you work for a daycare, right? Come up here for a second. Let me use Cheryl with her pretty dress on. Not pretty, she got a pretty dress on. Come up here, Corbett. And my ugly son, come up here. I don't know, man. I'm trying, still trying to figure that out. Okay, so I, I want to, I really want to get you to understand that there is order in heaven. And even when the gifts of the Spirit are being given to the church, there's not only a reason for it, but there's an order to it. You know, see, one of the problems with the church is that we have forgotten how to stay in our lane. So now, let me give you an example. Nikki may be a prophet, and that's her gift. But now she can't see an apostle and say, oh, and I'm an apostle. And so you see an event, oh, and I'm an evangelist. No, no, no. You've got to operate in the gift that was given you. Now, this gift does not belong to you. I'm going to give you an example. Let's talk about daycares for a moment. Now, in the daycare, now I need you to correct me if I get it wrong. In the daycare, you got an owner, right? He's at the top. The owner hires what? And the director hires, and then they hire teachers. So now, let's leave the assistant out. He don't count. So you got an owner, you got a, and you got teachers. So now, you're the owner, Trey. No, you ain't gonna be the owner. Cause you gotta be here. Okay, Trey, you're the owner. Corbett, you're the director. Cheryl, you are the teacher, which you are. Now, let, let me read this so you can follow along with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to see how the order of God works. Verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. But And there are diversities of operations, but the same God. So now, I want you to get this. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together. Now, the, the teacher is the Holy Spirit. So now, the gift that she has, she dispenses that gift to those students. But now the administrator, which is the director, the administrator's job is to make sure that the 
Holy Spirit is carrying the things out the way that they're supposed to be carried out. So now, it's not the director's or the administrator's job to go into the classroom and teach. Their job is to make sure that all of the classrooms are functioning the way that they should. Now, the owner's or the, the uh, father's job, you are the overseer. You don't even have to be there every day because you trust your director and you trust your teacher. You trust that the directions that you have given as the owner, that they're going to be carried out. So once you give the command, once the word is spoken, then the administrator and the teachers get together. Now the administrator outlines the vision, and then the teacher of the Holy Spirit begins to dispense those gifts to the students or to the body of Christ. Do y'all see this? So now there is a thank you very much. Come on, let's give them a hand. So now there is order in, in a way in which the gifts are dispersed. The problem is the same, the same thing that makes gifts great can make them dangerous. That one thing that makes a gift great, and this is why I think we have a lot of trouble in the body of Christ right now. The one thing that makes a gift great, Pat, is the same thing that will make it dangerous. Power. 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 I mean, it is not our power. It's the power that comes through the agency of the Holy Spirit. Now, there is a case, many cases in the Bible, where Jesus spoke the word and people were healed. Jesus laid hands on people. They were healed. Jesus spit on the ground and made a little mud patch and put it on somebody's eye and they were healed. I mean, there are different ways that they were done. But now, as he saw his father do, that's what he did. Now, but the power behind the healing was the Holy Spirit. So now, that same power, there's a guy in the Bible by the name of Simon. He saw this power being exercised, and he became mesmerized. See, here's the thing. A lot of these folks walking around calling themselves healers and prophets. No, they were just people that got mesmerized with power. And now they're walking around calling themselves a name they're not really operating in the power of the Holy. Let me tell you, how many of y'all know that the enemy has power as well? There's a thing that can, that's called fake miracles. Do y'all understand that? Power that's being demonstrated that does not come from on high. It does not last. It does not bring a deliverance. It, you may, you may. Uh, listen, I've seen people, I've actually, I can't say I've actually seen it in person, but I've heard of people that can levitate. They can cross their arms and they can levitate completely off of the ground. There are people that can look at you, look at your palm, and through the power and the agency of demons can tell you things that's going on in your life because they, they're always around you. It's not that they're so smart, they're always around you. So you start thinking that they have some type of power. But you've got, listen, what you do every day is a great indication of who you really are in Christ. What you do every single day, the way that you pray, even the things that you watch on television. There are things, now Trey, you may be different from me, but there are things on television I can't watch them no more. I, I, can't, I cannot watch them. They, they, they do something to my spirit now. I mean with the language and the sex and, and the violence. It, I, I just, I, I can't do it anymore. This week, I was, I, I, you know, I had gotten kind of, I had gotten kind of, not just fed up, but I got into this place where I really... Have y'all ever just gotten to the place that you just really want to hear from the Holy Ghost? 
I mean, you realize that he really is a person. He's right here, and he wants to talk to you, and sometimes he feels ignored. So I really wanted to hear from him. So um, let me get my, Kobe, give me my phone for a second. I, I, I want you, I want to, I want to show you, I don't remember the name of it, but I want to, I want to share this with you guys, because I want you to, when you get an opportunity to listen to this, it's a series that's done by this person by the name of Kevin Zadai. Praying from the Heavenly Realms. I listened to this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's about 24, 25 different um, CDs, but you can listen to it on YouTube. So I, I, I'm actually up to CD number 14. And I'm learning so much of how the Spirit of God desires just to fellowship with us. He, listen, the, the Word of God should have signs and wonders following all of the time. We should come inside of the church excited that somebody's going to get healed today. Excited that the power that we felt kind of weakening during the week, we're getting rejuvenated. We're getting a refill. It's the power of God that brings salvation. It's the power of God that brings a change in your life. And that power comes, somebody catch grandma, that power comes by the agency of the Holy Spirit. There we go. Hallelujah. There she is. All right. We had to catch our grandma. But that power comes through the agency of the Holy Ghost. But now, if you don't have a desire for the power, if you don't want to spend time with Him, you'll never experience that power. You'll never experience healing and deliverance. I tried something. Kevin uh, Zadon was talking about praying in the Spirit. And he said something that I said, okay, Mr. Zaydai. I did. I mean, I, I just be, I'm just being real. Okay, we're going to see. He was talking about how important it is, though I do believe this, to always pray in the Spirit. I mean, to be continually praying in the Spirit. So, you know what? I was, I was sitting in my office in that little chair. I had my legs up, Cheryl. So I was reading, I mean, I was listening to this particular CD. So I said, okay, I'm just going to pray in the Spirit until the Spirit of God just tells me to stop. So I started praying in the Spirit. You know, nothing, nothing earth-changing happened. So bad, I just kept praying. And then I kept praying, and then all of a sudden, I felt this, like a numbness, go over my whole right side, all down my leg. So I said, okay, I'm praying for healing, not to be made sick. So I got a little concerned, so I said, no, no, that's the enemy trying to, trying to distract me. So I kept praying, and I got to tell you, Trey, my knees feel better than they felt in years, right? Just by praying, I told Darlene, I said, the most amazing thing, I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and man, I said, I got up my knees felt good. I said, I felt like I could run. She said, did you run? I said, no, but I felt like I could. I mean, they felt good. So there is something with praying in the Holy Ghost because he is the one that brings healing and deliverance. Now, I, what I want to do the next time I, I talk to you guys, I want to talk about the actual gifts themselves because some of you right now, you have gifts that are laying dormant inside of you. You may know about some, because there's a lot of gifts that, uh, we have that we don't even know. There, there are some gifts that we have that we don't know about. But now what I don't want to minimize before I sit down is the fruit of the Spirit. How we should behave. The fruit of the Spirit represents 
with all these spiritual gifts that we have, how do we behave? Because you see, I can't believe in somebody talk about they got the power to heal and, and, and they're mean as, as I don't know what. Amen. I don't understand. I mean, I, I really don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand people that talk about, you know, they, they can lay hands on people and do all they can discern. And God, they, they speak prophecy and discernment and word of knowledge. But, but you know, they, they're always cursing. So I said, well, help me to understand. The prophecies that come out of your mouth is, it come, is the same tongue being used to curse. So there's that behavior. See, people don't like to be checked these days, Nikki. They don't like to be told. We, we, we like the good church. The feel-good church. When nobody feels bad when they leave, everybody feels good. Pat, listen, when I was growing up, there were times I would leave church so convicted that my, my head felt like it weighed 200 pounds. I mean, I couldn't even look. I was such, under such conviction because I knew what I was doing was wrong. But yet, I was preaching the gospel. I was a young man preaching the gospel, but yet I knew I had not yet let go a nightclub. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I'm just being keeping it real. I mean, there's something. Was something Cheryl about the cheetah in New York? <laughs> I, I, I I tell you, it, it was Cheryl. It was the cheetah and the OJ's, because they was there on a regular basis, and and every once in a while. I'd get Sister Jan and i said, you know, I mean, we don't have to dance. I mean, that, this is what we say. There's nothing wrong. All music is good. Okay, so why you got to go to a nightclub to listen to it? But again, there's a behavior that comes along with the spiritual gifts that are given. And if you don't know what that behavior looks like, you just go to your Bible. Your Bible clearly tells you in the book of Galatians. You know about the fruit of the spirit. You should take a look at these things because there's a behavior. Y'all stand up. There's a behavior that believers should have when they operate in the spiritual gifts. And the next time that I talk, because our wife is going to be preaching next Sunday, but and then the Sunday after that, Nikki's going to be preaching. So after that, then I'm going to finish this sermon on spiritual gifts because I want us to be aware. I want us to start looking for healing and deliverance. Looking for God to completely set us free. I, I can actually say, I'm really believing that the things that we've been believing for, God is about to do it. How many of y'all believe that? Amen. Hey, man, I believe that the things we've been waiting for, believing for, we are right at the crux of those things happening. Father God, we thank you today for your word. We are always appreciative of the things that you're saying and doing by your Holy Spirit. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to manifold your power by the greatness of your spirit. And the blood of the Lord Jesus that was shed for the remission of our sins. We've been bought with a price. The, the price of the blood of Jesus. And Father, we do not take it for granted, but we thank you for giving us an opportunity to be a part of your eternal kingdom. And I pray in the name of Yeshua, your magnificent son, that everything that we say and do will glorify you. And the things that we say and do will continue to build up your kingdom. Because we know that you are soon to return. And our vessels must be full. Not lacking any oil, which represents your spirit. So we thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing. That you've done and that you've promised to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are you in need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call. Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. 
where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645 and the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. Today, I want to speak to you from Mark chapter six. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. We're going to read from the first verse down through the third verse. Uh, it says, then he, speaking of Jesus, went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James, Hoseas, Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Um, like I said at the beginning, this is a very, very familiar, excuse me, passage of scripture. Uh, we've talked about it uh, time and time again in the church. What we leave out is this this sense of um we we talk about how the familiarity breeds content and how upset they were uh because they knew they knew him they were close to him they saw him and and that's the thing about about people who are close to you uh they saw you when you got in the car and backed into the tree they were there uh when you were you know drunk off your rocker uh before you got saved when when they used to sit next to you and and you know twist up and smoke weed with you or do whatever it is that you used to do but you don't do anymore and we speak of it from that perspective from you know not being saved to being saved and then you try to go back and talk to the people um, who you, you are witnessing to and bringing the gospel to, and that's a great aspect, but what about the people who are family, who are in the church or who are close to you? And you're not so much witnessing to them in regard to the gospel, but you've come back because God has elevated you, be it, um, be it because of a position, um, and and not not to take this scripture so far out of context, but this has just been on my heart. So what happens if God elevates you financially? Because we talk a lot about finance as of late in the church um, and, and God blessing us and, and giving us what we need and what we desire of our heart. And so when we think about these things, we always think about the blessing, but we don't think about what comes along as a result or as a consequence of the blessing. Now, granted, it's what we ask for. But what happens when you go back to those people or when you get the position and you go back to those people who knew you when you grew up, who were with you uh, throughout the times um, before you received the status or the position or the financial um, elevation that you now receive? And you've come to help them, to help set them free. And they turn on you. And the reason that they turn on you is not so much. Um, because they they feel as if though um, they know you, I believe what this scripture is saying 
is because they, they know his name, but they never say his name. They call him this man. It's this sense of, does he think he better than us? Does he feel as if though um, he, he's been elevated to a position and we're just peasants? And I don't think that's the case. I think it's more a fact of or, or more uh, the, the assertion here is they're upset because it's not them. They're upset because they all are in Nazareth. They all grew up together. And now Jesus has been elevated to this position where he's trying to help them. But because, and if you go over into Psalm 69, you'll see some things there that I believe was David writing in regard to some things like much like Psalm 22, which is Jesus on the cross. You'll see some things where Jesus, um, his life, where his brothers, uh, he says, I was an alien among my brothers. And, uh, you know, he was the song of the drunkards in the gates and, and things of that nature. I believe that these people, they made fun of Jesus when he was growing up, Jesus and Mary. And as a result, he's now older and he's coming back to help them and deliver them. And they are upset because it's not them. They are upset because they have this thing where they think, oh, you just a carpenter. You ain't better than me. And so I want to caution you that when the Lord does bless you, that you don't fall victim to people's understanding or people's jealousy because them disliking you because you've received something is the same as them disliking themselves because they are not you or because they are them. God bless you. I pray that this has helped you in some way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin'. Like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.